As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Karina, I love learning about all things diversity. What do you have for me? Well, Jules, we have Diversity Dish and All the Way Authentic. Okay, I also love books and authors. Okay, what about Beyond the Pen? All they do is feature authors and their books. Hip-hop? Diggy A2. And some of you might have even heard of it because they're often featured in the top 100 on Apple Podcasts. Makes me want to dance, Karina. I really need a laugh. Well, girl, we've got Smarty Pants Lance. He'll serve you a bucket of laughs. <laughs> okay, this is a hard one. Give me a podcast that speaks to MMA and Charlie Brown together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, them's fighting words, right? Well, I don't think it exists. Wait, wait, no, it does. Your favorite blockhead. You're kidding. He combines MMA, Charlie Brown, with a dose of spirituality. All right, this is our speed round. Travel. Cultural chameleons. Leadership. Stay on course, ingredients for success. I don't know how you do this, Karina, but I'm going to need therapy after this session. We have that too. Check out Sherabee Sessions with Dr. Sherry Campbell. I love that girl. Dang it. Is there nothing you don't know? <laughs> no, I know everything, Jules. You're a tease. I'm a pod teaser. Let's mix it. Let's mix it. <laughs> pod Tease is brought to you by the Media Casters. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Well, there you have it, Blockhead Nation. Once again, the MediaCasters community have knocked it out of the park and done it better than anybody else in the podcasting world. The MediaCasters are now on PodTease, so you got to hear a little collection of everything that all of us podcasters in that community are doing, what we are bringing to the podcasting world, and make the podcasting world a better place. So all that being said, 
The little redhead girl is giving me the go-ahead. So what do you say we go ahead and start the show, shall we? Broadcasting live, coming to you, Blockhead Nation, before I forget how to do this, you are listening to your favorite Blockhead, the only podcast in the podcasting world that can somehow incorporate the Peanuts comic strip one minute and then be talking about MMA and Warriors Inside the Octagon the next. I am your host, my name is Brian Little, had to take last week off just to fight this stomach bug. I'll tell you, I was down in the dumps, I wanted to get on the microphone, just physically couldn't do it. But I missed you guys. I missed you, Blockhead Nation, and I'm so happy to be back on the microphone with you. It may not be my best work right out of the gates, but we'll see if we can cover what was supposed to be covered a week ago. But for some reason, I don't understand this, but I'm looking at my downloads and they're going up. So whenever I take a breather and I'm silent, it seems like more people are listening. I really don't know how to process that, if that's a good thing or not. So maybe I should do I'm not going to go bi-weekly. Every week, there's always something to talk about because I can talk about peanuts anytime and also this usually always fight week. So here on this podcast, you'll know three things. Number one, God is king. Number two, Peanuts is the single most successful comic strip in American history. And three, mixed martial arts is the greatest sport under God's hot sun. And oh, wow. On part two of this episode, I've got a lot to unload when it comes to mixed martial arts. The UFC is blowing up right now. So I'll see if I can cover as much as I can on that end. Also, continue to check out all the guys in the YFB network. You got episodes that are pumping out. I mean, business is really picking up over the YFB network. Casually Kicking has got a new episode out. The Burnout put out an episode. Loud and the Peanades put one out. Tables, Liars, and Gimmicks are still pushing strong. It's it's taking off. It's just really nice to see at this point. So the guys are real, and the gals are really starting to put out the effort and put out the episodes. So I'm excited to share all that with you. And what I've done with the title is I've pulled just this idea of. Like a broken needle, you're either missing the point or you're actually going to be able to inject what's needed. So what I can start off with is, I think last week when I was going to do this episode, Schroeder had been sending time in a record store. I had looked at this comic strip. It's so funny because Brother Sin sent me this funny picture of an awesome a record that came from He's Your Dog, Charlie Brown. The whole compilation from back in the day. So Brother Sin, you're getting a shout out on here. And thank you for looking that up for yours truly. But, you know, Schroeder did it too. He spent some time in a record store, and apparently he spent some time looking at some of the classics from Beethoven. He started going through all of the greats from Bach and anybody else. Again, I'm not going to get every single one of these classic musicians down the way that Schroeder can. But what happens in the comic is he starts rattling off all of these different records that he bought, and Lucy just looks at him and then looks at the audience from the comic, you know, breaking the fourth wall and just said, how depressed can you get? I mean, when he's down in the dumps, he goes and listens to not Vince Guaraldi, not the classic jazz musician, but these older gentlemen. So, I mean, that would be kind of like me, yours truly, saying that, man, I am cleaning up my playlist and I'm putting some good stuff out. I just listened to Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. You know, I'm listening to 
Um, Flight of the Bumblebee by Cousin Rosenkopf. However you say his name. That sounds so terrible. But, man, I want to do that. Do you remember that in that movie Drumline when they played Flight of the Bumblebee and nobody was interested? I mean, music was fantastic, but the world don't know that song. And the other opposing band is playing songs that are modern day. So, yeah, that, that kind of is the reaction you have with Lucy and Schroeder here because he appreciates traditional, authentic music from Bach, from Beethoven, you know, and it's just, it's incredible, but it, they have that in the comic strip. So before there was playlists, before there was CDs, before there was even audio cassettes, you had the record players playing on 78, 33, or 45, right? And even from that time period, I'm sure at some point in his life, Charles Schultz, Sparky, he probably heard Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret, but I'm not really sure how to validate that one. But Schroeder was big into classic music, so I wanted to share that last week, and I still have that bullet point that I'm looking at with you. And that's about all I have. But really, we get into one more thing that if you don't know this about Blockhead, one place I truly believe you can find, if you want to unplug, you want to get away from social media, you want to detox from everything else, one place you can go that is free, that's available to everybody else, you know what you can do? You can go to the library. Howard Zinn once said, there's nothing like a library. Howard Zinn is the man who wrote the powerful book of people's history of the United States and others. But the library has really been a place of solace for me. If I never disclose that to anyone, I'm sorry, but sometimes on a Saturday morning, that's where you'll find me. And I think that's something that might have been instilled early on in, in Charles Schultz's life because Charlie Brown references the library many times. In the episode, It's Magic, Charlie Brown... Charlie Brown literally says to Snoopy, all you do is eat and sleep. I want you to get some skills. I want you to get some hobbies. I want you to find something useful to do. So what does he do? He gives him his library card. Why don't you go down there and check out a few books? It's time for you to learn something besides just eating and sleeping. And he does. He learns magic and puts on a magic show, which has a full different turn of events I won't go into here. But there must have been some impact from the library on Charles Schultz. And it still can have an effect today. It's a free resource for you, Blockhead Nation. Also, in the episode Snoopy Come Home, Sally is just almost cussing and discussing the fact that she is making her way to the library. And she says to Charlie Brown, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to trick me into learning how to read. Who cares about that? She must have known a thing or two, because listen to her next phrase. Who cares about reading, big brother? The next thing you know... You'll be wanting me to conjugate all those verbs and split those infinitives. I absolutely hate reading. I just want to be a good housewife. Well, you must have known a thing or two. Maybe not appreciated it, but you must have learned something while you were sitting inside of school. But either way, Charlie Brown appreciated the library. And I believe Charles Schultz must have appreciated it too if he would implement that into the comic strips and implement that into the TV shows. And into the movie where they have a book report that they have to do, and he chooses Leo Tolstoy's War and Peace. I mean, good luck with that one, but either way, there must have been an influence on his life from spending time. He must have agreed with what Howard Zinn would tell the world, that there's nothing like a library. You're never too old to go to one blockhead nation. Yes, you want to take your kids and introduce them early to books and things that they will enjoy, just so they can read and expand their minds. But I'm telling you now, blockhead nation, you need it too. How did I get better at teaching history? I spent time in the library. 
when everybody else is spending their weekend somewhere else, probably at the bar, or if they're spending it on some expensive vacation or going to the movies, I'm probably spending time in the library getting better at my craft. And that's not to throw that back in anyone's face. It's just, when's the last time you utilized a library? Just something for you to chew on, Blockhead Nation. How do you think I got better at learning how to invest and teaching others about it? Things about the stock market. Where do you think I heard who Benjamin Graham was and learned what value investing is all about? The library. Where do you think I started pulling up all these other different autobiographies that had to do with Charlie Brown? I would find them in the library. Or somebody that he appreciated and books that have resonated with me. Charlie Tremendous Jones says five years from the day you'll be the same person you are today except for the people you meet and the books you read. And I believe Charlie Brown and Charles Schultz must have embraced that in some way. And as I peel back the onion more, I'm sure I will find more evidence to support that. So if you haven't utilized it lately, guys, and you need a free resource, go check out your local library and tell them that yours truly, your favorite blockhead, sent you. Blockhead Nation, thank you once again for tuning into this episode of the Your Favorite Blockhead Podcast. This show is sponsored by KitCaster. Guys, did you know that having a podcast is a great way to grow not only your personal brand, but your business? Here's the secret. We all want to feel connected to brands we buy from. And what better way to humanize a brand than through sharing your story on a podcast? That's where KitCaster comes in. KitCaster is a podcast booking agency that specializes in developing real human connections through podcast appearances. Whether you're an expert in the field or you just have a unique story to share, it's time to explore the world of podcasting with KitCaster. Go to the link at kitcaster.com slash blockhead to apply for a special offer for listeners of this show. That's kitcaster.com slash blockhead. You'll find that in the blog, the notes for today's show. Let's get back to the episode. Our scripture of the day comes from Isaiah chapter 49 verse 10. They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them. Even by the springs of water shall he guide them. Reflection from Lulair Bible says that God's people have been restored to resurrection life. No longer do we hunger or thirst, for we feast upon the bread of life and drink freely from the river of life. No longer to be wandering, afflicted in desolate wilderness but have entered into heavenly rest. May that be lifting up to you, Blockhead Nation, as I try my best to just encapsulate what's been going on in the world of mixed martial arts. Oh, and if if I can be a broken needle or if I can be spot on with my points here, let's see what we can do. But to recap, we had a banger last Saturday night. If you missed... The bantamweight fight between Rob Font and Marlon Chito Vera, you missed a masterpiece. Definitely a contender for fight of the year. If you want a straight up toss up between which is of the two, which is the most dangerous weight class in the UFC right now, it is a toss up between the bantamweights and the lightweights. That's even going to play true tonight. You have lightweights who are just stealing the spotlight. Last week at fight night, it was the bantamweights. 
Rob Font had very accurate jabs and really did well in the first round, but Chito Vera just ate it all and just tore him, lit him up from pillar to post. Rob Font's still an awesome fighter, but Chito Vera just showed how dangerous he really was. Just a dangerous shark in bloody waters just licking his chops. That's the bantamweights right now, Blockhead Nation, I'm telling you. But I had to get that out of the way just to mention that Another discussion was brought up not long ago about the discussion on fighter pay. And this is where either you can or I can be spot on or completely miss the mark like a broken needle. Because all I am is an MMA fan. Never once have I been cut a check by the Ultimate Fighting Championship by this tremendously huge organization. Veterans like Chris Lieben have. He even goes into that in his audiobook about him being in the top 10 fighters. And if you look at what he took home in his purse from everything from wins and fight night bonuses to every pay-per-view that was sold because he was on it, it came somewhere between $1.4 million, stretched over a 10-year period. Which means if you take away all the expenses, he's probably left with about 93000 a year which is the equivalent of what your better-than-average suburban plumber would make in a year. So, to consider all that, should they be paid more or should there be something done inside the organization where a percentage goes into a pool for the fighters, which is something that Lieben could use for retirement, for a pension, or for any of these other fighters like that might be going out soon, like Andre Arlovsky, who, oh, I could get into the story of that one for the co-main event last week, but... You know, people who need to be sent out and need to... It's just, it's just a very hot-button topic as of right now. How to pay them adequately while they're in the organization and when they leave. Or to help them get their footing if they're going to become a coach or go back in the regular world. If they have traumatic brain injury, it is all on the table right now. And I wouldn't want to be Dana White having to play that game and having to shuffle those cards around. But... You know, that's just a a tough lesson. Even if you look back to the Ultimate Fighter, Dana White gave the amazing speech of do you want to be a fighter or not, but what they were discussing was that if they came on the show and they're fighting for nothing, if they get one cut and a doctor stoppage, then they go home and what do they have now? They're left with nothing, penniless, just for an opportunity to be on the television show. It is so hot. And you've had things like the Ollie Act that have been tried to push through by Randy Couture and other fighters. Nate Quarry, who was actually taken to the UFC to task on other times. And now we have it with Francis Nagano. You want proof of that? Take a look at what happened. As soon as Tyson Fury has announced his retirement with a flawless record, into the ring comes the most deadly hands possible in all the UFC the current heavyweight champion of the world, Francis Nagano. And perception is reality, whether they fight or not. If you see the current day UFC heavyweight champion standing in the ring, talking turkey, with the most respected fighter in all of boxing, what is going to be your perception of what's going to happen? And this has been an ongoing debate on fighter pay between Francis Nagano and the UFC on if he's been paid properly and adequately. And again, I can't speak other than what, as a fan, and what's been presented to me. 
but it will go on for a long period of time. So we, we look at to, are we going to see Nagano in the ring with Tyson Fury? Only time will tell, but the discussion is far from over on what to do with these athletes that are making, I mean, you've got the less than average NHL player that's making $0.9 million, you know, 900000 a year to play for the NHL, and the UFC is paying their fighters just peanuts to be able to go out there and lose a part of themselves inside of the cage. And it, it does bother me. It rubs me the wrong way in every way. But then on the opposite side, i got to put on my hat that says this is a what the market will bear in a sport that depends on revenue buys. And if you are not drawing people in like – you draw more flies with honey like you do with Conor McGregor putting him on the, on the card than you do Rob Font. As much as I respect the guy, no disrespect to Font – no disrespect to some of the other fighters that they're putting out. They're struggling for stardom. It's time for the players to play. If you want to make the money, you've been given the opportunity. Are you going to have the world talking about you the next day? So it's a very hot-button topic. And before I even get into tonight, there's another guy I have to ask the question about. Is he like a broken needle missing the point, or is he spot on? Because there's a guy on YouTube that I follow that I absolutely respect. His name is E-Money MMA Picks. You want to go watch him? There's a free plug to him on YouTube. Shout out to you, brother. I love what he says every time he breaks down a fight. Gives great analysis. But he put out a video not long ago that said the UFC doesn't care about you. Because if you look at the cards, the fights for an MMA purist don't make any sense. We sit there and go, why am I watching Andre Arlovsky fight on the co-main event again? How much longer is he going to step over these deserving fighters who should be in the co-main event? He's a recognizable name. Marketing is going to put him there. But the, and when he says the UFC doesn't care about you, it's, he's kind of right because the main events have been wonderful. Font versus Vera was a beautiful main event. And oh, did it pay off. For tonight, you have Oliveira versus Chandler. Oh, we can get into that too, but you've got guys like Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. The narrative is there. It's paying off. But there's so many times you look at the rest of the card and go, I feel insulted thinking about that I'm going to have, what, Donald Cerrone, Joe Lousen, people like this, and you go, man, why are they getting chances when these other killers should be on the main card? So the debate is there. For a casual fan, you need the narrative. For an MMA fan, we live and die by the rankings. We live and die by the performance and why they should be there. It happens in boxing too. Why Jake Paul is surpassing all of these other fighters who have put their life on the line and done blood, sweat, and tears to their sport, it's a shame. It's a disgusting idea. But marketing got him there. So that debate is happening here. So I'm giving him a shout-out, but I'm looking at how... Even if the rest of the card doesn't pay off, the main events are going to pay off. We're looking into the summer. You've got main events that have been announced that are absolutely fantastic. Curtis Blades and Tom Aspinall this summer. Oh. Oh, the heavyweights going at it. I love Aspinall versus Blades. The striker from England versus the wrestler from America. I love it. Taiti Ovasa, the guy who does the shoey. Is going to be facing Surreal Gone, the true hardest, most athletic heavyweight to, for him to be facing at this point. A true test of what he can do. Because this is a guy, no matter how much he might be beating him, Taiti Vasa finds a way. 
Surreal Gone has Athleticism in his corner. This is going to be such an awesome main event, but the card may not follow through unless the actual performers step up and perform. It is time for the fighters to step up and take the fights and do their part. So I'm with E-Money on a lot of the points that he made, but he says that the UFC doesn't care about you. Of course not. They don't care about yours truly. They don't care that I'm talking to you on a podcast about the UFC. They don't care. But I can help you care on why these main events matter. And now we got a main event I can finally get to. And oh, I've been so conflicted about this. Been so excited to build up to tonight's main event. And Charles Oliveira misses weight. Now getting on the scales, he was off by a half a pound. This is a tough argument. And every time I look through my articles on the dirt sheets, mind you, on the terrible things that everybody else in the sport has to say about it. Chandler is not saying anything terrible about Oliveira. He's talking about how tough it is to miss weight and how disheartening that is. Islam Makachev has come out and said, that's a tough spot to be in, but best wishes to you, Oliveira. You're still quite the champion, the man's man. Because that's the thing. Oliveira missed weight. Let me just give you something for perspective here. You can do a hundred great things. You probably know what I'm about to talk about. You get remembered for that one bad thing. All the positives, you get remembered for the one negative. Richard Nixon could have been possibly the greatest president in the history of America. If you look at his foreign relations policies, there was just nobody better. Chairman Mao Zedong wouldn't talk to anybody except Richard Nixon. The USSR, the Soviet Union, would talk and negotiate with Nixon and nobody else. This man was winning the re-election by a landslide. What's he remembered for now? Watergate. And they're already wanting to call this Oliveira thing Scalegate. I don't know if that's a fair assessment this early in, but we'll keep watching as the breaking news unfolds. But you get remembered for one thing. What's Will Smith going to be remembered for now? Of all his work, all the plethora of movies that he's done, going back, we're, you, we're seeing the memes from Fresh Pence. Nobody's going to forget Fresh Prince. But we could be talking about Independence Day. We could be talking about Men in Black. We could be talking about Bad Boys 1 and 2. And all Hancock and any other movie, Hitch, and everything that he's done in his arsenal. What are we going to remember him for now? The slap. You can do a hundred great things. You do one negative thing, and that's what you're remembered for. Because of the recency bias. Charles Oliveira is a guy who has done everything right up until now. He's lost a couple of times in, on the scale. He loses when he gets on the scale. There have been other times in other weight divisions this has happened. But what makes this so hard is you can miss weight. A lot of people that were getting on the scale apparently missed by a half a pound. It's the championship rounds. You cannot miss weight. You have to be on point for a championship round. He's lost his purse. He's been stripped of the title. This is what, unfortunately, right now, Oliveira is going to be remembered for. It is such a shame. That when Oliver gets in the ring tonight, when he faces Gaethje, he is going to be booed out of the building. I can already feel it coming a mile away. When Gaethje gets in there, the crowd is going to be begging for him to knock his head off and become the new lightweight champion. Does that open the door of opportunity for other golden gooses like Conor McGregor? That's the talk. But if you're going to be an MMA analyst like myself, I'm not an analyst, but an MMA enthusiast and an MMA purist like myself, I guess you can say, the hill I'm willing to die on, what does that do for guys like Islam Makachev? Who I've said, 
You better be watching for this guy. I told you to pay attention to three people who are going to shake up the MMA world, and Islam Makachev is one of them. Do I believe that Gaethje has what it takes to put down Islam Makachev? No, I don't. I think Islam has what it takes to take down Gaethje until that time happens. I believe that Islam has what it takes to overcome Oliveira. Does that make for a fight? Sure. The UFC is wanting to die on the hill of Benel Darush and Islam Makachev to face each other, but now we have an injury. They still want that fight for the sake of rankings. But this opens up a whole other opportunity. But for Oliveira missing weight, this is what he's going to be remembered for. But I hope you know, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you know, Blockhead Nation, that you've got some serious barn burners tonight. Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson is going to be blood, and it is going to be a battle. The co-main event could easily steal the night. Thug Rose versus Esparza, too. If you are a female that's drifted this way from the media casters community and wondering what I think, how do I get involved, There's, I'm looking for a female to get behind. Guys, it is so easy, so easy to get behind Thug Rose. She is so sweet. She is so deadly. The strawweight division for MMA is incredible, and Thug Rose stands head and shoulders above the rest. It's so easy to get behind Thug Rose, and that could easily be fighting the night. But when Oliver and Gaethje now get in the ring, the strap is debatable at this point, but it's still such a deadly, deadly weight class. Bantamweights and lightweights are the most dangerous in the UFC right now. So even if Gaethje pulls this off, be watching over your back. You're a marked man. If Oliveira gets this win, which is going to be controversial so much tonight, he's a marked man probably by Islam Makachev. Or we can look at so many other variables and pull them together. The narrative is there, as always. I hope you're paying attention, Blockhead Nation, because everything is about to be in fruition. There are some reckless worlds that are about to collide in the cage tonight. And I will be watching at the Loud and Opinionated Mansion. You guys enjoy your evening. I hope you check out UFC 274. It is still worth your time to check out this pay-per-view. And keep checking out yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blogs for all the links that are available for today's show. Donate a cup of coffee on ko-fi.com slash yourfavoriteblockhead. It's all in the links. Also, keep checking out the YFB Network. We are growing strong. Business is really picking up. We have hit the YFB Accelerator at this point, and we will see you next Saturday. Same Blockhead time, same Blockhead channel. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 